Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. The turkey is tucked away for another year. When we look forward to the rest of the holiday season, we bring you a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Shane Matthews is here. Jake's here producing. We're about to hear uh, momentarily from the ball coach, get his thoughts about the game. Shane, you know, sometime, well, he is here already. Okay, so we'll get the head ball coach to talk to us here. Steve, welcome in. Hope you had a good holiday. Uh, Tell you what, you had to be pleased with what you saw on Saturday, right? Yeah, Steve, I agree. I think Pat Dooley and yourself agree that that was the biggest win of the year. What that did is uh, establish the Florida Gators as the best, the top uh, power five team between nine and FSU in the state. I uh, don't want to get in arguments with UCF and South Florida and all them, but certainly they uh, they do an excellent job down there at UCF. But uh, certainly that should really help recruiting, Steve, as we all know when you have a a big final game over an in-state rival like that, it does affect recruiting. These kids have got to look around and say, hey, do I want to play for a team that's got a chance to win championships and, and go from there, or maybe another team. So, yeah, big win for Coach Dan Mullen and the staff, and I think uh, Coach Mullen was certainly uh, uh, right in the way he handled Felipe all through the booing and and next thing we know, maybe in the summer, it'll be Felipe for Heisman. What do you think about that, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Coach, when you look at it, I mean, obviously, I, I think too many people, we all know that, that you're going to get scrutinized when you're the, a quarterback at the University of Florida with all the great quarterbacks you coached and then when Tim was here. And, you know, when I look at what Dan has done everywhere he's been, I don't think he's going to have a quarterback that throws for a high percentage in completions, maybe throws for a bunch of yards, but he's going to be more of that dual threat guy. I mean, when you look at Felipe, if you put him in another uniform from another school, he had a pretty good year, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he did. He had a pretty good year. He, uh, you know, he did have a couple of bad games there, and uh, I think the biggest reason uh, maybe there was not a change made is because uh, the coaching staff, and Dan especially, just felt like uh, you know Felipe's still ahead of these guys we got, and uh, you know I made changes because I felt like the second guy was, you know, very even or close to the first guy. Uh, but if there's a separation between one and two, then certainly you, you try to live with number one uh, all the way through if you can. And I think that uh, really helped Felipe's confidence. And, uh, shoot, that uh, that second half against South Carolina, really the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, that might be the turnaround of the Felipe Franks career here at Florida. I certainly hope so, uh, because since that uh, that sort of deflected ball that we caught, just think of all the good things that have happened yeah. since that one play. Steve, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, as you know, the quarterback gets a lot of the blame and a lot of the praise. As you look at the wide receiver position, what do you see there? Do you see improvement at that spot? Well, these guys, most of them were here last year, I guess, beside Jefferson. Uh, yeah, they're getting more opportunities. Uh, these are good players. They, these are really good players. Billy Gonzalez does a super job with them. And uh, they started getting more opportunities as we went through the season and so forth. And uh, certainly uh, it appears they may be getting a lot more uh, next year and so forth. 
So I think we've got a pretty good group of guys coming back. And, uh, of course, the next thing is the bowl game, wherever that may be, and try to get that 10-win season. It's also pretty nice when you have an offense. Uh, it doesn't always look pretty, but the Gator ground game right now, humming along pretty nicely, isn't it? Yeah, the uh, ground game is what we do very well, and that, that's still the best way to be a successful offense is to be able to run and then throw when you want to. I mean, if you run for no gain, it's second and ten and stuff like that. It, it makes it a lot more difficult, as we know. So, uh, yeah, it all goes together. Those good offenses can run it and throw it, and uh, we, we do have an excellent group of running backs. The old line, I think, has played very well the last uh, several games also. Uh, sometimes when it goes bad around here, everybody wants to blame the quarterback in the old line. Uh, but those guys have played well. They really have. I, I think they've really improved as the season progressed. Steve, final thing, did you ever think you would see the day when a quarterback, you know, Will Greer and then uh, uh, the South Carolina kid, throwing for 500 yards and losing? I mean, what? I love offense, but my gosh, 500 yards throwing the football. What do you think when you see all this offense? That's the way the game's going to, Steve, at uh, a lot of places, especially the Big 12 out there. They have quarterbacks throw for four to 500 and a lot of losses. And it's spread a little bit to the SEC, I think. Uh, and then you look at Ohio State scoring 62 up there and so forth. But uh, the West Virginia-Oklahoma game, uh, still people forget that Oklahoma had two defensive scores that basically won the game for them. True. Uh, so, uh, if, you know, if you're going to throw it around a whole bunch, you've you got to protect the quarterback and try to prevent those uh, – defensive scores if you can. Uh, but there's still all kind of ways to win football games, as we all know. Uh, the best formula is running and passing and playing good defense. If you can do that, you've you got a chance to, to really win big. Coach, you got to be pretty excited that your grandson Gavin's going to Duke, huh? Yeah, I am fired up about Duke. Uh, Gavin got accepted at Duke, uh, sort of as uh, what, what they call those preferred walk-ons, because he is going to go out for the football team, helped him uh, gain admittance. And Gavin's playing for the state championship this Sunday afternoon in Lexington, Kentucky. His high school team's undefeated, and they're playing a real good team from Louisville, but they play it uh, there at the University of Kentucky Commonwealth Stadium. I'm going to try to find a way to get in there and see that one. It's actually Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock up there. So uh, he, he and his high school mates got, got a chance at the state championship. Final thing, Steve. I guess uh, the calendar starts rolling into, into uh, December here. You, you get a little more ready, a little closer to your football season starting? Yeah, we are. We've uh, got a little mini camp scheduled down there around December the uh, 12th, something like that. And we're going to bring a bunch of guys in for three or four days. Uh, we don't have any helmets yet or shoulder pads. <laughs> so we'll be uh, sort of playing touch for a while. Uh, but we'll see if we can line up and, you know, run the guys, test them, and see what we've got. We've signed about 70, 75 players uh, from Florida, Florida State, Central Florida, and several other places. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what we got. And uh, it's the start. And then, actually, the month of January, we're all out in San Antonio for training camps. All eight teams are out there. And then, and then we start playing in February. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm glad I got that back surgery out of the way almost two weeks ago. So I'm, I'm walking a little bit better already, and uh, I've got a lot more strength back. All right. Steve, always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Steve. Steve, Shane. All right, got it. Thanks, Steve. Steve Spurrier, the head 
ball coach. All right. Uh, we'll open. We, there's no Dan Mullen today. He's done. As a matter of fact, they're out recruiting today. Mm-hmm. So uh, 3928255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. We got some emails. Clay says, who impressed you the most in the FSU game? Oh, gosh. That's tough. I, man, I just thought we played so well in all three phases. You know, we uh, – you know, we gave up a couple of big plays, but, I mean, they, they have athletes there. I thought we outcoached them. I thought we outplayed them. Uh, I mean, if you just look from an offensive standpoint, I thought our quarterback played very well. I thought it might have been one of his best games of the year. Uh, happy and relieved to beat FSU, says Alex. Was wondering if you and Shane watched the Ole Miss game. What you think about Matt Corral's debut? Do you think that Emory was an upgrade from him, and he also hopes that uh, the Gators play in Atlanta and not in the Fiesta Bowl. Well, it, it's hard. I did watch the Egg Bowl. Uh, watch it every year. Um, you know, it's hard to to look and see. You know, compare true freshmen. Corral, uh, he's a very emotional kid. He better calm down, or he's going to get. He, he he better be careful who he's picking on. You know what I'm saying, Steve? Yeah, I, I I noticed that. Yeah, I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. I mean, there's it, it's good to get it's good to be fiery. Yeah, but pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Well, and I mean, your quarterback, you have to be, you have to have some composure. And, and I know it can get chippy at times, but you still have to be the one to stay composed. Let's get uh, Daryl here. Daryl, welcome. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, a couple questions or a comment. A couple questions. Uh, all my years watching Gator football versus FSU. I'm telling you right now, to me, that's the worst FSU team I've seen in all my life watching football. Uh, I would uh, maybe so, Daryl. But the, there was one that Tebow played against here. I don't know. Was it Tim's senior year or his sophomore year? That Florida State was just bad that year too. I remember. I, I, that's exactly what I said after that game. There, I go. That's the worst Florida State team I've ever seen. But this one is pretty bad. Not only are they, and I may get criticized for this, but I don't care. Not only are they bad. They're coached extremely bad. Yeah, very undisciplined, Shane. Just knucklehead plays, you know, and penalties. I mean, they had chances in that game against Florida, and they just waste away with just you know, silly penalties. Well, I don't disagree that, and I'm right with Shane here, look, I'm not there every day to see. But I, I saw FSU play a few times this year, and it isn't like they got better. Mm-mm. That's I think with Florida, you saw them get better as the season went along. Now, in fairness to Willie Taggart, most of these kids are not his recruits. Jimbo Fisher's team last year was a 500 team. So it isn't like you know they won 10 games last year. They only won five this year. But, but they then, got a long but, way to go. But then you can say from the Gator side, we were 4-7 right. last year. Exactly. But, they, but there was I, talent here. I believe that – Florida State led the country in penalties, and that says a lot right there. Sure it does. Okay, you know, Wade Franks has developed this year under Mullen. Uh, the question is, I know we're still probably going to have some of those people, you know, saying, criticizing, that's just being the quarterback position. Would, you know, going into spring, Franks is our starter. You know, you can bring up Emory Jones all you want to, but Franks is a starter. But, you know, we're still going to have some of these people 
you know, saying, you know, Franks didn't do this, Franks didn't do that. You know, Aaron Rodgers makes bad decisions. So does Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that? Well, I think it's going to be a competition. I think that's what Dan wants to get this this roster where it's competition at every position. Uh, but you're right. Franks is going to be our starter. Emery, had, you know, did some good things when he played. He'll probably get to play in the bowl game a little bit as well because he's still eligible to be redshirted. But I, I thought, I thought uh, you know, as you said, Daryl, Felipe made some bad throws, which every quarterback does, made some bad reads, had some bad games. But if you look at statistically how he played this year, I think he had a heck of a year. And I think a lot of it has to do with Dan Mullen and Brian Johnson coaching him up. Yep. And here's the other thing. I think in the spring, Felipe Franks takes the first snap. He's, He's the incumbent, the inherited starter. Could he be beaten out in the spring? Sure, mm-hmm. he could be beaten out. But I think the question then becomes, if Franks is the quarterback, then, you know, will there be a package for Emory Jones? Will he get the, you know, so I mean, well, you got You got Emory Jones, who will be a redshirt freshman next year in the spring. I want to say Jalen Jones, who's another one of their uh, 19 he's commits. In the 19 class. He's coming in early, so he'll be involved in the spring. Um, here's what the Gator Nation needs to be excited about. We went not we've been, we're nine and three, and we're only going to go up from here. I mean, from a, I mean, the way these guys coach, they're going to bring in good talent, and we've we've been starving for good play at quarterback. We've gotten it. We haven't had great pl- consistent play, but I think at least people can feel pretty good about going into next year. Steve, I'm gonna throw a question to you, and I'll take it off here. You know, there's a couple. I know at least a couple of vacancies in college football right now. One in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, where our buddy Larry Fedora got let go. Mm-hmm. Why would people be wanting to bring Mac Brown back because of past success in Texas and North Carolina? But wouldn't you want to go with a younger, you know, coach? Nothing, nothing against Mac Brown, but why is that just a reason why they were hollering his name? Because sure, of course, of past success, of course. And and if you believe, you know, what you hear, you bring Gene Chizik over there. As a defensive coordinator slash coach in waiting, because he was he's been he coached there before too. Right, he coached not too long ago at Carolina yeah. under Fedora. So okay, thanks guys. Okay, thank you, Daryl. Twelve eighteen time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry, where the answer is always yes. Call us up, talk lots lots to talk about today here on Sports Scene. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jacob McManaman. The Gators wrapped up the regular season with a win over their arch rivals, Florida State, beating them for the first time in five years by a score of 41-14. In the NFL, the Bucks snapped their losing streak as they beat the 49ers. The Dolphins and Jags both lost their game. Week 12 wraps up tonight on Monday Night Football with a matchup between Marcus Mariota and the Titans facing Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Coverage begins right here at 7.30. The Gator volleyball team is preparing for another big matchup in the NCAA championships as they face their in-state rival, the Florida State Seminole. With this game quickly approaching, hear how the Gators are preparing and tune into the Mary Wise show tonight at 6 o'clock. The Orlando Magic beat the Lakers yesterday to even their record at 10-10, and and tonight they face the Golden State Warriors at 10-30. For ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, I'm Jacob McManus. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.